0: Listening to Broncos this week, presented by Original Sixteen, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Here's Ryan Schweitzer
1: and Craig
0: Borshaman.
1: Broncos this week podcast brought to you by Original Sixteen, my favorite beverage to self isolate.
2: Yeah, there's no uh, no better choice and uh, you're doing a lot of self-isolating these days.
1: Everybody's doing a lot of self-isolating, as we should. Uh, these are unprecedented times and uh, this episode of Broncos this week coming after uh, what ended up being a COVID-19 shortened regular season. And we certainly hope that uh, that everybody does use the proper precautions of, of self-isolating and coughing and sneezing etiquette and, and thoroughly washing their hands and just going about this in a smart way so that uh, you know, hopefully those teams that were fortunate enough to be in playoff position can, can end up getting that
2: yeah, a lot of, uh, so I mean, everyone's affected by this, uh, sports and, and non-sports, but, um, you know, when you look at it from a hockey perspective, uh, you feel really bad for the 20-year-old players whose uh, who's, uh, junior careers have come to an end because of this, or the guys who are on Teams that had very legitimate championship aspirations, who you know hopefully will still get the chance to play, but to with things up in the air right now, it's kind of um, you know it's tough to think about the guys who maybe had one last kick of the can for a championship and won't get that opportunity potentially. But uh, a lot of people affected here, and obviously like Swite said, uh, using all the the you know precautions to try and. Uh, flatten the curve as much as possible and then hopefully this uh, is something that um, you know goes away in a, in a timely fashion
1: yep and and we can all contribute by doing very little that's the thing uh, everyone's sharing memes these days and there's that one where you know our, our grandparents and great-grandparents fought for us all we have to do is sit on the couch and you know I, I certainly think we're up to that challenge as we are doing right now with this Broncos this week podcast so coming up shortly uh, we're gonna chat with our director of business operations Nathan McDonald of course uh, with the co COVID-19 shortened regular season a lot of fans have questions about how that affects their season tickets and whatnot going forward and and how this is affecting business I know I'm curious about that so so Nathan is uh, willing to come on here and uh, and talk about that
2: yeah obviously we the team sent out um, you know some some details uh, yesterday but uh, if, if you hadn't seen that or kind of wanted some clarification Nathan's gonna pop by and give a little more uh, in-depth as to what's uh, what's going to happen with the remaining two home games that uh, were cancelled, so how that affects your season tickets for next season, the credit that'll be on your account, and those sorts of details, so we'll get a quick, uh, quick chat with Nathan about uh, that sort of, that side of what's happening here.
1: Yeah, this podcast is being recorded on uh, Thursday, March the 19th. Kind of crazy to think that we were supposed to have a game tomorrow, especially now, just going out in the Innovation Credit Union Iplex. They've Almost finished the uh, whole procedure of taking the ice out. It's just uh, a surreal time here. But uh, one of the things that we are going to talk about this week on Broncos This Week is uh, our award winners have been named. Uh, The fans have voted, the coaches have voted, and the players have voted amongst themselves for for certain awards.
2: Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate that uh, the the players can't be here and and receive those awards, you know, in front of the fans here at the IPlex, but uh, obviously still wanted to get them out there and make sure that uh, those players were recognized for their various uh, awards that they've won Uh, this year. A couple of guys picked up multiple awards uh, and uh, not surprising considering who the guys were, but uh, nice to see all these guys get rewarded for what they did Uh, this year. A lot of growth, uh, on the ice for these young players and uh, excited to uh, sort of share the news of who uh, who picked up what hardware.
1: Rebuild, reset, use whatever term you want. Uh, it was a tough year, but uh, there are certainly some things we're celebrating and we're going to dive into doing so right now with uh, with some of this year's award winners.
2: Yeah, so I guess we'll start off uh, most improved. It was uh, Sam McGinley who won the most improved award this year, a guy who at the time the trade, uh, you know, seemed a strange trade at the time, but it worked out very well for both teams. I think Regina was happy with what they got in Carter Chorney and the Broncos were, you know, looking to show up the back end with a young guy with some some serious potential, and that's what they got in uh, in Sam McGinley. Uh, had a, a really solid rookie year here. He played a lot of big minutes uh, over the course of the season, was playing power play a lot of time as well, so one of those young guys who potentially has three more seasons to play here with the Broncos, and a guy who is Growing on the ice, but uh, off the ice, too, just uh, a joker, kind of class clown type of guy, and uh, really fun to have around. So he was the uh, most improved winner for this year.
1: Yeah, for us communications types, uh, it was great, you know, going on trips with him to different small towns and doing different community events. Uh, you know, he was always up for that and always made sure everyone around him was having a great time while doing so. And, yeah, on the ice, there's there's some optimism in that O2 group, and uh, Sam McGinley, this year's most improved.
2: Yeah, so he picks up the most improved awards. Uh, top defenseman uh, for this year was was Alex Moore, a guy who had some injury uh, troubles just before Christmas and missed a handful of games. But when he was in the lineup, uh, which was a lot, he, he didn't miss too too many games this year. But uh, a guy who, again, played all situations for this team and one of those uh, undersized defensemen but a puck-moving guy and a guy who's able to you know play penalty kill, play power play, uh, very calm, smooth skating type of guy. He doesn't panic, anything like that so uh, a well-deserved award for for Alex Moore, a guy who in his second year with the Broncos and uh, hopefully potentially two more years as well for him.
1: Yeah, Alex Moore uh, a guy who was acquired uh, in uh, in that Archie Manuelin trade so so that trade paying off and uh, Alex Moore, top defenseman for the 2019-20 season.
2: The Desire and Sportsmanship Award uh, goes to one of the 20-year-olds the Broncos had this year, Hayden Oster obviously a free agent uh, pickup. up during the BC road trip, I remember he flew in. I think he joined the team in, uh, in Kelowna is when uh, he played his first game. But a uh, 20-year-old guy who had been around in the league with Spokane and Medicine had and, and was at home in Winnipeg, um, you know, hoping to get another shot in the Western League. And uh, sure enough, Broncos brought him in. And uh, he was one of those guys who just, he, he genuinely cared about winning. He wanted to do anything he could to help the team get better, to teach the younger players what it takes to be a Western Hockey League player. Did a great job of that and even provided, uh, you know, pretty regular offense as well. A nice little note for him, he finishes off his Western League career by scoring in three straight games. Yeah, nice end
1: to the career for Hayden Oster. Uh,
2: the next award we'll uh, take a look at here, the uh, most sportsman-like award, Raphael Pelche. A pretty quiet guy uh, off the ice, but I think as, as guys got to know him a little more, he got more comfortable in the room and then he's one of those younger guys as well being... Uh, an 0-2 born uh, forward that the Broncos picked up in a trade uh, with Edmonton earlier this year. So uh, a guy who just works hard. He's one of those hardworking guys. And I know he he was hoping to have more offensive success this year because he's been a very offensive player his whole minor league uh, or minor hockey career. But uh, he showed some serious uh, steps over the course of the year as well and only had 11 penalty minutes all season. I think five of those came in one uh, one fell swoop when he got into that scrap and moose Jaw <laughs> back in, uh, in February, I think that was.
1: Yeah, Rafael Pelche, and you know, like Sam McGinley, another guy in that 0-2 age group, with uh, which certainly has some promise. And of course, my favorite fun fact about Rafael Pelche he he's actually the last descendant of the Cody Eakin trade as well. So uh, a move made ten years ago that's still paying off for the Bronco organization. And uh, he was also uh, the final hardest working player of the of the month for the Swift Current Broncos as well to end off the year. So Rafael Pelche, not the biggest guy on the ice, but uh, tons of heart, and glad to see him rewarded with something in his trophy case.
2: Uh, the one. Award that uh, the fans had their input on uh, to give for this season the fans most popular award had the Twitter vote uh, the four finalists Sergey Alkamov Isaac Polter Jackson Kolluki Hendrik declerc looked like Poulter was going to run away with it then I checked it yesterday morning when I woke up and all of a sudden uh, Sergey Alkamov had flown into the lead and uh, sure enough he finishes off winning the award a guy who who just works hard on the ice I mean he's one of those guys of so, so, sort of a, a bulldog type player goes into the corners, is willing to to muck it up a- along the boards to try and fight for pucks, and I think the fans really resonated with that. They liked the way that he was able to to work as hard as he could to make a difference, and uh, nice to see him get that award, and he also uh, finished off the season by scoring a goal in the last game of the year as well, so uh, not a bad way for his season to finish off.
1: Can we see where those votes came <laughs> from to make him? I'm, I'm calling Russian interference in this election, but no, Sergei Alkamov. he was a guy who certainly endeared himself to the fans. Bulldog type player that's a great way to put it Uh, his third stop in the Western Hockey League and uh, he seemed to enjoy himself out there with his teammates and uh, happy for Sergey taking the most popular player honors.
2: Top scorer DJ Jerome when he was picked up uh, at the trade deadline as a free agent signing he came to the team already as the team's leading scorer at the time with his uh, 28 points that he had in lethbridge before uh, ending up here in swift current but uh, a 20 year old guy who finished off his western league career had 18 points in 26 games at the broncos so 46 points overall this year and a guy who was Brought in to provide offense. That's what he did. And uh, having a chance to spend some time with him and some community events as well. Just, uh, I mean, one of the funniest guys. Like, he's just one of those guys who keeps things light. Uh, all the guys seem to, you know, enjoy the the jokes and all these things he'd be rattling off. So uh, a <laughs> nice way for him to finish off his career with a, a pretty impressive season set, career highs, Uh, with his 46 points this year and uh, best of luck in in whatever he chooses to do next as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, he'll end up being one of those guys who's successful in life. Uh, Originally way back at the beginning of his Western Hockey League career, went undrafted in the WHL Bantam Draft and uh, even loves telling the story about how undersized he was but uh, he's had to have an uphill battle his entire Western Hockey League career and uh, nice to see him go out as the the top scorer on his final team in the league.
2: Now we will uh, roll into the guys who picked up more than one award and uh, uh, we'll start off with the guy who won the Scholastic Achievement Award and the Rookie of the Year, and that was Hendrik De Klerk. One of those deals that uh, at the time you thought yeah, it's a fifth-round pick for uh, you know a local defenseman, a local 17-year-old defenseman, probably not going to be too impactful of a trade, but uh, it paid pretty much immediate dividends. I mean there was a I remember a time this year when DeClerc had played about 15 or 20 games and he was like a plus 9 on the season and uh, I know things were tough down the stretch but the fact that he was able to put up that much of a rating on a team that was, you know, struggling to score goals and and keep pucks out of their net uh, just shows how smart of a player he was finishes with 14 points in 59 games um, really impressive what he was able to do as a rookie in this league and to do it in front of his hometown crowd as well as a really cool moment for him and his family and the fact that uh, he still is able to put so much focus and effort into his schoolwork to to win that scholastic achievement award shows just how you know locked in he is on the ice but also off the ice as well
1: yeah and uh, you know with those attributes as well something about uh, that combination of, of hard work and education and whatnot uh, saw fit for the coaches to put a letter on him as well. Not a lot of O2s in the league that had letters on their jerseys, and uh, you know, again, another example of uh, of a positive in the future in that O2 age group.
2: Yeah, looking forward to seeing you know a guy like, I uh, mean, a D pairing like him and McGinley to potentially play together for another couple years is, uh, is really exciting. Uh, another guy who picked up multiple awards, this guy won three awards, and that is the captain, Jackson Koluski, won the chairman of the boards award, which is, I guess, essentially who kind of mucks it up the most along the mm-hmm. boards in the corners type of thing. The king of the road player who performs the, the best on the road this year and then the game that i think of immediately is his hat trick in uh, moose jaw this year and uh, also won the leadership and maturity award similar situation to hayden oster uh, began the year with seattle and then then was uh, released with their 20 year old situation played a couple of games at home in lloydminster with the bobcats junior A before the broncos brought him in and he just exploded into uh, a player that he had never been in the western league before he smashed his career highs across the board. I mean, 19 goals was more than triple what he had this season before, which was a career high Finishes with 30 points in 42 games. Um, unfortunately, had some injury trouble down the stretch and wasn't able to dress for a bunch of the games down the uh, the stretch a couple of weeks of the season. But had the C put on his jersey after the trade deadline. One of those guys who you kind of give an opportunity to and he took full advantage of that opportunity and uh, turned himself into a very legitimate Western Hockey League player.
1: And you said he won three awards. What three again?
2: The Chairman of the Boards Awards, so the biggest grinder essentially, and the King of the Road, so the guy who performs best on the road.
1: So yeah, Jackson Koleski, multiple award winners winner as uh, the Swift current Bronco organization certainly wishes him best of luck going forward and uh, the Bronco organization will have photos of this on our social media channels as well uh, something nice for their 20 year olds as they uh, resume life after time in their western league
2: yeah there's the the banners that kind of hang out on the on the street lamps across uh, from the iplex there so this banner is a very player so I think it's kind of tradition now to give the 20-year-old players, their banners at the end of the season. So before the guys left town, uh, Nathan McDonald was able to grab a photo of those guys with their banners, which uh, we'll throw up on social media so uh, fans can also show their appreciation for uh, the 20-year-old players as they move on. And uh, the last player and the last uh, group of awards to give out is a guy who won four of these awards this year, and it's not surprising whatsoever. Most popular player amongst his teammates, the coaches Award, Humanitarian of the Year, and the team MVP, Isaac Poulter. What more can you say? Uh, He was thrust into that starting role this year after being the backup uh, as a rookie last year, took advantage of it, uh, put up some pretty impressive numbers uh, considering uh, the team record overall. But uh, Isaac Poulter won four awards. Uh, The biggest, of course, is team MVP. But the humanitarian one is huge as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. he he would like ask to be part of these things uh, to go out into the community whenever I would write down that I needed volunteers for something his number one was always there within like a day. So uh, Isaac Poulter, very deserving award winner of most popular coaches award, humanitarian and team MVP.
1: And going forward, very exciting to, to see Poulter back here for his 19 year old season as well. Uh, a four award winner for the Swift Current Broncos this year. And yeah, you, you touched on it as well. When when you're that guy and someone that the team kind of centers around, you know, he, he was always there, whether it was marketing efforts, community appearances, and you know, just a, a great guy to deal with, with a great sense Humor.
2: Yeah, an outstanding character, Isaac Poulter. Uh, glad the Broncos have a guy like that who, you know, goaltending's not an easy position. It can be stressful, it can be, you know, tough to, to handle at times when the team success isn't there, but. He took everything in stride. Uh, he's just a laid-back kid who just, like, genuinely enjoys being around the rink. He enjoys being around his teammates. He likes being out in the community and meeting fans and all these sorts of things. So Broncos are really lucky to have a guy like that as their goaltender at this time of their uh, their cycle. And I'm uh, really excited to see him back here next year.
1: For sure. Poulter takes four and a complete list of award winners uh, coming soon to scbroncos.com. All right, this is the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. In just a moment, Uh, our special guest, our feature guest Director of Business Operations Nathan McDonald to talk about the season it was and and how COVID-19 has affected business operations. We'll have that chat for you shortly on Broncos This Week
0: You're listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16 the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos
1: Welcome back to Broncos this week, brought to you by Original Sixteen. Joined now by uh, the Swift Broncos Director of Business Operations, uh, Nathan Macdonald. Nathan, uh, unconventional week for you, I would. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, you know what kind of things have been on your desk the last little bit here.
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride for sure. Um, you know, I'll just start start out by saying that I hope everyone's staying safe um, and that they're doing their best to to keep themselves and everyone around them healthy. Um, Obviously, it's sort of a scary thing that we're dealing with, and a bit of a uh, an unknown. But um, you know, I hope that everyone's dealing with the you know the the effects of stress and worry and the illness that's going around, and they're just making sure that they're checking in and keeping or um, taking care of their physical and mental health, and making sure that they're they're finding resources to make sure they're taking care of themselves. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know that the season's canceled. Uh, we canceled our last two home games and our last three. Road games, um, you know, there's no roadmap or anything like that for handling the situation. But um, you know, I'm pretty grateful for the way that our our league and all the teams in our league um, and some of our key partners, like the City of Swift Current, um, handled the situation. I thought that everyone's first priority was the you know the health and safety of our communities um, and our players, and I'm glad that uh, everyone took a, a proactive approach um, to to handling the situation. Um We're certainly gonna feel the effects of you know canceling games, but you know just like every other business in our country is right now, it's going to be um a lot to process and a lot of uh um you know a lot of considerations are going to be coming at us coming at us fast and furious um but um you know i'm like I said, I'm just kind of glad that we were able to be as proactive as we were and that everyone involved. Um, had the the right goals and that was the health and safety of everyone around us so
1: for sure and uh, you know those, those are so important at this time and everything that you're hearing about self-isolating and all that it's great to see everybody following that and hopefully that we can all kick this thing together as a society but uh, but it's got to be tough uh, I know junior bronco night was something that uh, many of us in the organization were looking forward to eh?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, with both of our, our home games that were cancelled, we had exciting things that um, on the go and stuff that we were really looking forward to. Junior Bronco night, um, where we had jerseys designed by uh, young Jay out of Mark there, who um, did a really good job, and it was a fun process to go through to get those designs in place and get those jerseys prepared. We have them in a, in a box all ready to go, and we were really excited to get them out on the players and on the ice, and you know it's disappointing that we can't sort of make that happen for Jay and for the players and for the fans um, and it's something obviously that we're gonna have to look at doing early next season to to try to you know make up for it um, but yeah that was that was one that was a bit heartbreaking to see um, you know in the seconds with our player awards going into our last game and fan appreciation night I mean we had a lot of stuff that we were really looking forward to doing a lot of you know, prizes to give away and to really show our fans that we appreciated them this season, um, well, and and, and always. Um, but, uh, yeah, with the Player Awards, you know, a lot of them worked really hard and deserve to be awarded with some of these, you know, prestigious um, yeah, achievement awards that, uh, you know, like I said, it's sort of, they'll still be receiving them, as, as you guys will allude to, but um, it's just sort of a bit unceremonious um my heart goes out to the 20-year-olds who you you know played their last game without even really knowing it in this league um you know guys that have you know had great careers and are, you know are, you know good ambassadors of the game that kind of go out without the the recognition that they they deserve so that's one that certainly uh Also heartbreaking, Um, but yeah, like I said, even with the fan appreciation stuff, we had lots of prizes and stuff and we're still going to make sure that that all happens. It'll just be through Mm -hmm. social media and, you know, uh, and reaching out to them. So over the next few weeks, they'll be hearing more about, you know, some of the Jersey prizes that we had and stuff. Um, from a uh, from a business
1: perspective, uh, you know what what are some of the questions that you're getting hit with, like the Bronco organization. What what are some of our frequently asked questions right now from fans in this process, and and what are the answers to them?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing was uncertainty with you know season ticket holders. What are we going to do with the last um, the cancellation of the last two games, or anyone who bought a game day ticket or flex pack? So, um, we recently announced all of the. Um, um, the things that we're going to be doing for those fans season ticket holders obviously the um, we're going to be offering a credit on their account for their their missed games that they can apply to next year's season's tickets um or if they choose to we can do a two-game flex pack or they can use that credit for purchase of you know merchandise or future tickets in the stable um, flex pack holders can redeem any unused flex packs um, for next season and then anyone with a game day ticket can um, keep their game day ticket and use it um, to get into any game next year. So um, the full details were were released and are on the website if anyone has any questions. But uh, we wanted to get that information out as soon as possible to just let fans know that, um, you know, we don't want to um, pass on the burden of, you know, the cancellation and that we're willing to, um, to try to... Um, give them those credits and you know not hit their their pocketbooks going in pocketbooks going into next season Check so, books. Checkbooks? checkbooks yeah. checkbooks still yeah Pocket, <laughs> pocketbooks yeah that's I, I think that was a thing
1: once upon a time yeah, but so. uh, y- you know the organization there there was a lot of change this year off the ice uh, you know a, a lot of things happened behind the scenes and uh, you know just to, we'll take this opportunity I guess to, to give a you know a state of the union on, on some of those things and and how the season went from a business perspective
0: yeah I mean it's you know we are a little bit you know ahead of schedule when it comes to um, reviewing the year obviously we th- these are things that we would have been doing in the next few weeks that we've sort of had the opportunity to start looking at but um I think the you know the important thing is to just review and go through you know all of the things that we did right and all the positives so that we can build on those and um, and, and keep the momentum going there. And then looking at the things that we needed to improve or that we need to change to make sure that we're doing, um, the best job that we can going forward. Um, I think it's something that we, you know, take pride in is making sure that we're self-reflecting and, and trying to get better. And that's something that we'll be doing this year for sure.
2: Do you anticipate uh, I mean, there's a lot of changes from the previous season and, I don't mean to put you on the spot right now or anything, but do you think there might be more changes with some new stuff that might be coming out that uh, fans can kind of enjoy uh, for next season? Any ideas about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we have lots of ideas kind of spinning around the office, and there's lots of things we want to look at. But we want to do them the right way. I mean, obviously last year there was there was a lot of change, and um, you know, I think the first step is just reflecting on those and, like I said, making sure that we're doing things um, the best we can going forward, um, and and keeping an eye to you know long term you know sustainability and long-term success not just um you know what's best for the start of next year but you know what's best for our organization for the next 5 10 15 years so you know I I hope there's lots of new things that we're doing next year again I mean I want to make sure that we're always innovating and looking at best practices around our league and around sports and around entertainment to make sure that we're delivering you know um entertainment to fans in the way that they'll be consuming them over the next you know years and decades and all that stuff so Um, yeah I mean it's a good question I think it's something that we'll have to you know keep focusing on and and keep looking at for sure.
1: I know questions of this nature we usually save them for the annual general meeting in September but uh, you know obviously it was a challenging year on the ice which uh, translated to perhaps some some challenging times off the ice right now. Uh, Broad scope question here but you know the health of the Swift Current Bronco franchise is that something that we can speak on at this point?
0: Yeah for sure I mean uh, you know that the organization as a whole is is quite healthy. You know the uh, the people that have been involved in the organization for the years before you know I arrived here is, did a great job of um, you know establishing a, a solid foundation for this for this group. So you know we're as a franchise, I think we're you know we're we're just fine. We're you know looking forward. Um, obviously, we don't want to have to be dealing with an outbreak or anything like that every year. That would be something that would become to start or would start becoming quite a challenge but I think you know from a very broad scope you know the organization's in a pretty good spot and and that allows us to look at innovations and look at new ideas and try new things to see um, you know how we can build this franchise the right way for for many years as opposed to just focusing on a year-to-year basis. I know in the past
1: few years, uh, you know, looking back over the past five years or so each year, uh, new sound system, new lights, new video screen, any, uh, any significant renos plan for this off season? No,
0: I don't, you know, I don't think so that there, there's short anything. of a new stadium. I'm not really sure what we could do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the city has been awesome to deal with and they've done a really good job of, uh, supporting us with things like the the new lights and the new sound system and, and partnering on the new video score clock. And I think that those innovations are are, excellent. Um, I mean, I, I thought the new score clock was great this year, especially as we got um, later in the year and we continued to build on on our programming. And Swites did a great job of, um, you know, innovating with that. And I thought that, the you know, the presentation was awesome. Uh, we had lots of great feedback on the score clock. Um, but yeah, going into next year, I mean, there are some things at a, at a league level that we're looking at doing, um, that are sort of exciting when it comes to, um, you know, the presentation of our game through, uh, you know, a streaming partner and, and, um, trying to improve that so that, you know, we can, um, expand our, our, um, viewership outside of the rink and, um. So there, there's a few things like that, but I don't think, you know, from a, from a facility perspective, you know, the city's done a great job of um, of supporting us to date, and I, there's nothing that comes to mind going into next year.
1: Director of Business Operations, Nathan MacDonald, uh, in these uncertain times, we appreciate you uh, coming on to the podcast and uh, and chatting with us today. Thanks. Thanks for the update, man.
0: Yeah, you bet. Um, like I said, just uh, hope that everyone's staying safe and following the guidelines set out for us and just... Uh, hang in there as we get through this this challenging time.
1: We're all several feet apart from each other as this <laughs> podcast is being reported. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very surreal actually, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Nathan, <laughs> thanks again.
0: You're listening to Broncos This Week presented by Original 16. The official beer of
2: the Swift Current Broncos.
1: Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. This week's edition, a bit of a shortened one, recapping the 2019-2020 award winners and a uh, timely chat with Director of Business Operations, Nathan McDonald.
2: Yeah, the important information for ticket holders, of course, everyone wondering kind of what the deal was with uh, the last two home games and what their tickets uh, were good for, essentially. So they're... As you heard Nathan say, and as you may have read in uh, the press release that was sent out, you can use that credit for those two games towards next season's uh, tickets, next season tickets, or you can have it as a credit in the stable to buy, you know, put it towards a jersey or a hat or something. So uh, those are, that's probably one of the biggest questions that people have had uh, with regards to what's happening on the business side of uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic. And, That was your answer. All right. Uh, Coming up next week on
1: the Broncos This Week podcast, we're anticipating a chat with uh, head coach and director of hockey operations, Dean Brockman. We'll have plenty to talk about, uh, including something that as of today has not been canceled. It's something that uh, hockey executives are able to do while in isolation. A little bit of history happening. The very first WHL-US draft.
2: Yeah, that takes place on Wednesday, the 25th. So that's, uh, what, seven or six days from now. And it's two o'clock mountain time. So that's two o'clock our time, the two round U.S. uh, prospects draft. The first one that's ever happening, of course, it's only for U.S. born players. Uh, But that doesn't mean that U.S. players aren't now eligible for the regular Bantam draft. It's just kind of like an extra draft on top of that. They randomized the order. So every team was given a fair shot to draft first overall. So it wasn't based on uh, standings or anything like that. Red Deer ended up getting the first overall pick. Broncos pick ninth and uh, where else were they in the draft? Ninth and 36th because it's a reverse order. So mm-hmm. Red Deer picks first in the first round, last in the second round. So Broncos have the ninth and 36th overall picks in the uh, U.S. Prospects draft and now uh, We're just looking at the U.S. map to see which areas were included. It's basically everything uh, west of Minnesota but also including Minnesota so you look at the US map you got Minnesota and then everything else off to the west of that is included but it does not include Iowa Missouri Arkansas which are right below Minnesota does also include Hawaii so I hope we draft a kid from Hawaii because that I mean, the stories write themselves.
1: Just a, a kid that we could call the Flying Hawaiian, if nothing else.
2: And but I did uh, Google, there are hockey rinks in Hawaii, so it is a possibility.
1: And Alaska as well, so yes. uh, certainly looking at a map, like there's a lot of map covered here <laughs> in Western Hockey League territory, as you mentioned, everything west of Minnesota, so some, some places where there's a lot of great competitive hockey being played. The Dakotas in there, you know, hockey is growing like crazy in California, Washington, Oregon, uh, you know, Arizona, even hockey growing in popularity there so it'll be very intriguing to see who and uh, where the Broncos uh, end up going in the U.S. draft happening next Wednesday.
2: Yeah it's a kind of a year-long thing to, to meet these kids they had the U.S. Challenge Cup in uh, Washington a couple of months ago as well and I think every team had a representative there so we're talking to families watching players that sorts of thing um, and, and as mentioned we'll get uh, Dean Brockman on next week to kind of recap the whole season essentially um we'll you know get a chance to sit down with him he was actually in penticton when the csshl championships were canceled mid-game and I think it was a game that uh, Broncos first runner, Matt Ward, was playing. And that was when they were pulled <laughs> off the ice mid-game as it was canceled. So that was kind of a surreal experience that uh, Dean would have seen firsthand. And get the full recap from the uh, hockey ops perspective and uh, what to look forward to moving through the off season. Of course, the Bantam Draft coming up in May and, uh, of course, uh, the 2021 season.
1: The Broncos This Week podcast uh, will continue. We're able to, to provide fans with this podcast uh, and producing it in relative isolation. So uh, we'll keep on keeping on with the Bronco uh, info. In, in the meantime, everybody stay safe and stay sensible. And, you know, these are these are tough, challenging times. But uh, the experts have a handle on what we need to do to get through this. And, and let's make sure that we stay disciplined and, and do just that. That'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original Sixteen.
0: You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original Sixteen.